Balancing Death Kirk is a weekly KeyForge podcast focused on competitive play. The podcast is hosted by Kita Mode and Kodamarin. The show is here for listeners to gain a better understanding of how to evaluate decks, how to evaluate their own board position, and how to anticipate opponents' decisions. Without further ado, here's this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Balancing Death Kirk. I am Kira Mode and I'm here with Kodamarin. How's it going? And today we're going to be talking about a couple of versions of Triad in Keyforge. Now, Triad's an interesting format because typically you're bringing three decks and you you have a choice of these three decks and you're looking at them and um, you normally get to ban one of your opponent's decks. So you're either going to be doing a two out of three or a best of one game. And we think that there's a really interesting choice here when you bring these three decks and how you consider their construction and their interaction with each other and the metagame based on um, whether it's a this best two out of three or this best of one. And this is really well exemplified in the Hearthstone format. There's, there's a couple of Hearthstone formats that do this really well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll jump on a little soapbox here about Hearthstone. I, I would assume a lot of people don't know Hearthstone, so I'm going to give a rough overview of how Hearthstone works. So imagine in, so in Hearthstone there's nine classes. Uh, you can think of classes like Magic, where it's like white, black, um, you know, red, green, and whatnot. Uh, but there's nine of them, and the classes can't mix, right? You can't you can't mix up the colors. So when you go to a Hearthstone tournament, the way it works is each player brings five decks. The five decks have to be different classes, and then each player gets to ban a deck, and then they play and effectively a best of seven, right? Because each player will have four decks left, and then first player to get the four wins wins. Now. In this format, that's very similar to Keyforge. Keyforge, obviously, you only do three decks, ban one, play two out of three. But like you can extrapolate and see the similarities. But in Hearthstone, there's two variants of this. One's called Conquest. One's called Last Hero Standing. Both types have different strategies, and both types have applications to Keyforge. So I'm going to explain how each one works, and then we can explain how they related to Keyforge. So the first one is Conquest. Conquest is the most similar to Keyforge, where, or Keyforge Triad, where it's like the way Conquest works is if me and you play a game, whoever wins the game, that deck is eliminated. And it's basically first person to eliminate all of their own decks. They're the ones that win the match. They have, you have to win with each of your decks. Exactly. You win with every single deck that is not banned. Now, the second type is called Last Hero Standing. The way Last Hero Standing works is if me and you play the first game, whoever's deck loses gets eliminated. And then it's first person to get all of their decks eliminated loses the match. This is like a survival, if, if Triad worked like a survival tournament. Mm-hmm. So here's where the strategies coalesce in Hearthstone. So in Last Hero Standing, you are able to play more diverse decks because you're never forced to play any specific deck so what players do in last year of standing is they pick decks that if their opponent is not packing answers for that deck that deck has the potential to sweep their entire lineup so you have to consider every single type so combo decks are very popular inside of last year of standing simply because if my opponent is packing no answers for a combo i can just run four straight victories on them this feels like if I brought a C, um, uh, back in the day, a library seed deck, or mm-hmm. um, right now even a, a Heart of the Forest deck, and you didn't have Amber Control, if we had that sort of format, that's yeah. the deck that would just roll you the whole way through. 
Yeah, so, that, so that's Last Hero Standing. Now, in Conquest, where things get different, is that Conquest is very similar to the, to the Keyforge format of Triad in that one deck can't win you the event, right? So if I show up to Hearthstone with like a god combo deck that has a very niche way to deal with, if my opponent's not packing any answers for it, it doesn't matter. That deck wins one game, but now the other three decks that didn't get banned have to find a way to win, and if they can't, then they lose. So the common tactic in Conquest is to corner the worst deck. So what they typically do is because there's only nine classes, you can usually figure out what's like the third best class. And what oftentimes happen is the third best class will show up in close to 100% of lineups. So what you do is you say, okay, I think Mage is the third best class. So I'm going to build all five of my decks to just beat the crap out of Mage decks. So when I go up against someone, I just make sure Mage isn't banned and they might win all of their games, but they'll never win a Mage game. And if I could just get four wins on Mage, I win the match. This feels something like if I think Mars is going to be in every single deck because it's pretty good, right? Then I'm just going to pack uh, all my key abductions, all of my uh, common colds, all the Mars hate. And then if I think Saurian's going to be great, I'm going to pack Guilty Hearts. I'm going to pack the Dinosaur Nuke. And then I'm going to pack uh, Pose Pixies, right? Mm -hmm. There are certain ways to target certain decks if you can predict the metagame in that way. Yeah, so th that's the two formats because we're going to reference them. So... Conquest means you have to win with every single deck. Last Hero Standing means you have to make sure that you beat all of their decks, or you can beat one. Right. So recently there was a Voltor Vegas that was a triad best two out of three, right? Mm -hmm. Which is very similar to Conquest. You have to win with all of your decks, but your opponent gets to ban one of them. Yep. And you so, went to that. Yeah, so in in typical two out of three triad and Keyforge, people have learned very quickly that your match is not determined by your best deck, it's determined by your worst deck, because you can always get swept with your worst deck. So when I went into the format for uh, for Vegas, and I was thinking, okay, which decks am I going to bring? What I try to think about is, okay, much like Hearthstone, what's the one deck that I know everyone's going to be packing in their lineup where I can find three decks that beat it? So my thinking here was the deck I wanted to target was bad racing decks and, and notably this is more of a very niche target than saurian or mars you're actually taking a concept of of oh people will have this strategy coming into this tournament and i'm going to target that yeah my, my thought was the likelihood that any specific house is in there is low but my, my, i'm thinking general overview so i was my thought was if i look at someone's lineup the likelihood that there is a deck in there with only 15 or 16 instantaneous amber and then also suspect board control. So like that deck's going to need its creatures to do work in order to, to win. That is a deck that is very popular um, when I see people play because that's a deck that when all of the amber shows up early, it feels just like a good racing deck. And also when you're up against another racing deck, which most of the meta is, your creatures can actually stick on the board and you can feel like you have a better board than you actually do because you're just going up against another bad board. So a lot of players gain confidence in these bad racing decks. And my thought is, 
I can put the clamps on bad racing decks very easily. I can, like, good racing decks is more of a coin flip, but I have enough decks that are amber control heavy where I know if I go up against bad racing decks, they will hit a wall. And barring like an obscene high roll, I can just beat that deck over and over again. So I just pick three decks that I knew would always beat that. So then it doesn't matter what my opponent bans. As long as I don't ban their bad racing deck, they can win with their other deck, and then I just smoke the other one. Yeah, and that's a really important point. That as long as you don't ban the thing that you're targeting, then they're going to have to play it if they want to win. Yeah. Right? Like, in many ways, the decision of how the game goes is determined by your opponent. Which is, like, this is the reason why actually in Hearthstone, pro players do not like the Conquest format. Because they feel it homogenizes deck building. Because it just becomes really obvious, okay, what's, you know, again, what's the third best deck? And, And oftentimes players will try to, like, not play the third best deck but then when they don't play the third best deck that means that their five deck lineup has the sixth best deck and then they just lose on raw power like like that happens all the time so it mm. just it's a messy format and that kind of comes here into keyforge too where you're like i can't really be super interesting with my list because if i have one weak link my opponent just beats the weak link twice and i lose but you can kind of choose what you want to target and you know, talking about the weak link, if you're ever playing in the sealed triad format, it's just a... the Game three is just a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Game three is just often the weak deck versus the weak deck, and that comes down to efficiency play. That comes down to who can target the creatures that matter, who can figure out what your main house is going to be and just reap, um, who can get the amber when it's available, right? That, that yeah. goes down to if you think you're in that bad matchup versus bad matchup, hey, how can I just get the most efficiency that you can. Yeah, so a, a big mistake that I noticed when I was looking at people's lineups when I was in Vegas is that I'd look at their triad lineups and they're very diverse. And diversity is really, really bad in a conquest format because what ends up happening is if you give me the choice, so so if you present to me a combo deck, a control deck, and a racing deck, I can then say, okay, what does my deck work best against? And I can force you to play your weakest matchup against me. Whereas if you come up to the table and you say, I bring a racing deck, a racing deck, and another racing deck, you can't escape it, right? (laughs) It's like, like, okay, I'll ban your key charge, but then Mm -hmm. you can have your sting deck or something. Like, they're all good, right? You just ban the tool instead of the concept of the deck, right? Yeah, uh, this guy I met there, uh, Justin, in 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 the Vegas Vault Tour, when I when I played against him in round six, his deck actually he was packing three decks that had universal board wipes. So he he ran mono disc and each disc deck had at a minimum a gateway. <laughs> mm. So and that and that was one of those things that I was banning for because my decks were more control oriented. I was actually just looking for like okay, if my opponent's playing one deck that can't race super duper hard and doesn't have a board wipe, they just lose virtually every time. And, you know, a lot of times I actually went to three games because I would ban a deck and then they could run me off the table with one of their decks. But then at some point I just have a board of 20 guys and then they lose. So mm-hmm. that that's a scenario where uh, Justin put me in a spot where I couldn't effectively ban what the problem was. But a lot of other players, they gave me that opportunity to just pick my best matchup and go against that. Whereas if they just homogenize their decks, in that scenario you're not giving me the choice on what I want to play against. 
right? You're forcing me to play against a single type of deck over and over again. And and that's the correct way to, to play in a Conquest format, which is what 2 out of 3 Triad is for Keyforge. And, you know, if that sounds like, hey, take your 2 out of 3 game and bring one deck three times, feels a little boring, that's what that's what Kirimob was saying about the, the homogenization of the Conquest format in Hearthstone. Right. If the best strategy is to bring the same deck three times, then, you know, maybe you should do that and, you know, stand on on this hill and say, I'm going to play a control deck. Right. Yeah. And, and the temptation is to just bring your three best decks. But there's a very good chance that your three best decks play differently. And when you do that in a triad format, you're really giving your opponent the chance to crush you. Now, shifting gears, if there is a triad tournament where you're only playing best of ones, it's a totally different ball game. Right, you're still. Let's mm-hmm. say you're still banning one deck, but your opponent gets to choose from their remaining two which one to play. That that format gets to be much more diverse. It, it allows for a lot more um, options when you're when you're bringing these decks. Maybe you do bring your three best decks. Yeah. So the best of one uh, triad is is actually very similar to last year of standing, where your worst deck is not going to single-handedly lose you the event, but your best deck can win you it. And so this is a case where if I bring a deck, so for example, uh, the deck that Kodamron, he played on stream, it's a Witch of the Eye lock, where you know there's a Maverick Witch of the Eye with a Control of the Week, and you basically just control the week of into one house over and over again. That deck, there's very simple ways to interact with it, but if you can't interact with it, it wins almost every single time. So... That's a scenario where when the Denver Vault Tour was happening, it was initially going to be a best of one triad. That was actually in my lineup initially, just because I thought, if I look at my opponent's list and I see no ways to interact with the combo, I'm just going to play the deck because then they have to ban it, right? And if they don't ban it, I can choose between my other two decks and just pick the better one. But like knowing that that's on the table, and then if I look at it, it's like, oh, they have two decks that interact with it. Okay, great. I'm just never playing this deck. You know, you have more freedom to take chances that way in that format. It's nice because you can have this pocket trick that might get banned. It might draw bans and it might not get banned. It's this mm-hmm. this third, it's almost like a sideboard, right? It's this yeah. third option. It's like, oh, what if I could play this? You know, what if I could threaten you with this, uh, this option that I could play? Uh, how would that affect your opponent's bans? And um, it lets you bring a much more diverse um, cast of decks and bringing your best decks probably is a good choice in that yeah and and here's where um unlike the the previous version the active player you yourself get to determine how well you do this is where diversity actually beats homogeny because if let's say me and kodamron play right and we reveal three decks so kodamron reveals a racing deck a racing deck and a racing deck they've all got speed sigils yeah, and, and I reveal a control deck, a combo deck, and a racing deck. Here's what happens. Kodamra can choose one of those decks and decide, I don't want to play against that. Like, like maybe he says, I don't want to play against a control deck. I don't. I'm going to ban your control and then, deck. And then I go and I say, it doesn't really matter which one I ban. I'm banning the same thing regardless. But when we both have two decks, we both have to decide, what are we going to pick? Kodamra doesn't get a choice. He's brought the, the same deck three times, effectively. That's what happens so, when I bring six speed sigils. Yeah, so, so he's he's bringing the, the racing deck. Meanwhile, on my end, so he, he banned my control deck. I can look at my remaining two decks and say, okay, is his racing decks the type of racing decks that hurt my combo deck? Or 
is my racing deck actually better than either of his racing decks? And I get the choice on deciding which matchup this is, whereas Kodamron doesn't get the choice. Meanwhile, if let's say we both brought uh, a diverse pile of decks, now the ban process becomes very interesting because you probably at that point just ban for best deck. Mm -hmm. But then the matchups aren't going to be totally clear and you have to get a read on your opponent on what you th on what you think they think their best deck is and what you believe out of your remaining decks can beat that. This is all some big brain stuff and you know triad tournaments are a little bit rare they're not all, they're not all the time and um uh, I think I think the there's a couple of these events that could be triad um so it's important to think about them and really yeah. just understand that it's not just no choice of which decks you're bringing. Yeah, and, and a side track on this is for the Vault Warrior. They did reveal that there's going to be a modified um, version of Best of One. It's not necessarily tried, but it's you bring two decks, and you and your opponent simultaneously ban one deck, and then you just play yeah. the remaining deck. Where, so, where, do, where does that fit in with this? Is that, is that closer to last standard? That, that is conflict? closer to, to standard triad, because your opponent gets to choose what deck you play. Mm -hmm. So in that scenario... You want to just make sure you bring the same deck twice. But when you get to choose what deck you play, that's where you want to have as many different options as possible to be able to outsmart your opponent in that scenario. But yeah, that's all we got for this episode of Food for Thought as far as triad and banning goes in Keyforge. If you want to get to know more about us, we have social medias. We are on Facebook and Twitter at DeathQuark for either one. Through either of our social medias, you can find an invite to our Discord channel. And in our Discord channel, that is the best way to contact myself or Kodamron. And then if you want to fly our colors, we have an online store. That's the swag section in the Discord. So you can buy t-shirts, you can buy sweaters, you can buy mugs, backpacks, all sorts of cool stuff. And lastly, if you want more EDQ content, Kodamron has his own YouTube channel. He does streams every now and again. And on top of that, uh, does coverage of some of the vault tours. So tell your friends about the show, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a bunch. <laughs>